0: With KSOM, KS95 News, I'm Tom Robinson. Two men were sentenced for their involvement in a conspiracy to distribute fentanyl, which resulted in a serious bodily injury to two victims. According to public court records, kirkland jackson Van Arnhem, 23 of Atlantic and Luis Alberto Hernandez-31 of Omaha distributed fentanyl pills in Omaha and the surrounding areas, including Atlantic At least two victims overdosed after ingesting pills containing fentanyl that Van Arnhem and Hernandez distributed. Both victims survived after receiving a dose of Narcan. Van Arnhem was sentenced to 16 years in federal prison and will be required to serve a five-year term of supervised release following his prison term. Hernandez was sentenced to 22 years in prison to be followed by a four-year term of supervised release. There is no parole in the federal system. A Council Bluffs man was sentenced to five years in federal prison for possession of a firearm, a felon, and possession of cocaine and marijuana with the intent to distribute it, according to public court documents. Terrence Tether Yeager, 58, was on probation when probation officers visited his home and found cocaine, marijuana, methamphetamine, mushrooms, and prescription pills in his garage and a loaded pistol in his truck. After completing his prison term, Jaeger will be required to serve a five-year term of supervised release. There is no parole again in that federal system. Ottoman Mayor Barb Jacobson proclaims Sunday, December 17th, as a Firefighter Remembrance Day in honor of Firefighter Chaplain Dan Beatty and all other firefighters who dedicated their lives to protecting the community. Jacobson asks that you lower your flags at 8 a.m. on Sunday, December 17th, until Monday at 8 p.m. A memorial service will be held at Our Savior's Lutheran Church in Audubon at 2 p.m. Funeral service is at 10.30 a.m. on Monday in Ellsworth. This is supposed to be the happiest time of the year, but for those who recently lost a loved one, there is sadness during the Christmas season. Experts say that pretending to be happy will only make the situation worse. It'll come out in some other health way, or it'll come out when they least expect it through anger. Joe Perez with the Baptist Health System says it's okay to grieve even during the holidays. If you know someone who has lost a loved one, he encourages you to reach out this time of year. Just talking about it will help. Well, the Oceanic Nino Index reached 1.5 in October, and if sustained for four more months, this will reach the threshold for a strong El Nino event. Alan Curtis, meteorologist with the National Weather Service in Des Moines, says the sea surface temperatures are taken from the equatorial Pacific Ocean. So how is this going to affect the United States?
1: body of water is so big that where there's storms and where there's abnormal temperatures, things like that, that carries effects across the globe. So not only us, but other parts of the world as well. So typically when we do have an El Nino, again, the warm event, um, as, they, as they call it, what it does, at least for this part of the country, is... Got to be careful how I term this year, but we say it kind of stacks the deck in favor of temperatures being a little bit warmer or being on the warm side of normal. Um, And at least locally for Iowa, um, you know, again, stacking the deck a little bit towards above normal precipitation. And obviously the short-term forecast next week plus um, satisfies the warm, uh, but not so much the the precipitation. Mm -hmm.
0: The Climate Prediction Center Diagnostics placed the probability of a strong El Nino persisting through March 2024
1: at 55%. So they're the ones that officially put out, you know, what we call our longer-range forecasts, so monthly, seasonal, you know, things of that nature, so well beyond what we do on the 7- to 10-day forecast. And they're looking a lot like this, too, Um, and again, uh, this is going to be a stronger El Nino event than what is typical, and not the strongest. But what that means is, again, they're seeing the same things, stacking the deck towards a pattern that gives us warmer and maybe a little bit more precipitation. And of course, they look at more things than that, too. Um, but this uh, the El Nino, La Nina, ONI, however you want to term it, that's, really the big main driver that they'll look at, um, at least for kind of like the winter going into the spring.
0: Curtis says this is not a specific forecast still according to the latest data where the forecasters are stacking the deck in favor of warmer and what are the normal estimates for the balance of the winter months. Billions in federal, state, and local broadband funding efforts are getting deployed to help close the nation's digital divide. Rick Zimmerman is vice president of state affairs for NCTA, the Internet and Television Association. He says new regulations from the Federal Communications Commission will harm broadband deployment to rural communities.
2: The FCC and the government, they're proposing some new rules and regulations that may make it more difficult for us to invest. It's already a marginal situation as to whether we invest. That's why the subsidy is necessary. There are some proposed labor rules possible rate regulation, a number of factors that make it a marginal call to begin with. But now the FCC is proposing to institute something known as net neutrality, which really governs every aspect of our vision of Internet service. He talks about
0: the bigger picture in closing the broadband gap.
2: The bigger picture is that it's sort of a regulatory agency run amok, really trying to expand its power, control the way that the private entities, private markets serve broadband out in America. Do we go there in the first place? Well, the government is trying to change the economics by giving subsidies to go there, but then they're making it more difficult by potentially imposing all sorts of new rules and requirements, and they might blow this once-in-a-generation opportunity to bring internet to all.
0: Zimmerman says the FCC needs to focus more on removing roadblocks to deployment.
2: What they can do is remove roadblocks to deployment. One of the things that makes it more expensive to deploy broadband are things like certain permitting requirements, poll attachment rules and requirements, and we've got to attach to those poles. In some cases, it is costly and the FCC can make it easier. So there's a number of ways that they can sort of remove regulatory barriers or also these physical barriers, if you will.
0: Now, state lawmakers can take common sense steps to help
2: they can look at their highway department, look at permitting issues and pole attachment issues as well. But it's also oversight of their respective broadband offices that are in charge of distributing this federal money to ensure responsible spending. This is not just a construction project. This is an ongoing relationship between a community and an internet service provider. And so we have to look at the long-term engagement, look at engaging, experienced, trusted providers as we are are folks that have ties to the local community and states really have an important role ensuring that the money is distributed in a way that levels the playing field but brings the expertise of existing providers to bear.
0: Simmerman says the opportunity to connect all of America is there now. Success depends on removing roadblocks to broadband deployment, not adding more of them. For more information, go to ncta.com. Price of regular unleaded gasoline fell 5 cents, averaging 282 across Iowa, according to AAA, a 9 cents lower than one year ago. The national average on Wednesday was 312, down 10 cents from last week's price. More news on the web at com. ABC News is next.